Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The IIHF and the Philadelphia Flyers and Russia? What the hell is going on? Speaking of Russia, get excited about Mishkov. Let's talk about it all right now. This is the Orange and Back Check Podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 155 of Orange and Back Check. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. The official podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon. It is great to be back. It's been a couple of weeks here, as always. And I saw him in person just yesterday. How's it going, Scott? What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? And I know it's been too long since you and I have done something together in person, but it was good to see you. We'll talk about later why we we hung out last night, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it was it was good to see you. It was good to see you. Really, always good stuff to hang out with you. This was a. It's been an interesting couple of weeks for the Flyers. I mean, this is obviously we're past development camp, we're past the draft, so it's kind of like, okay. Let's get let's get underway. Let's get hockey season. Let's go. Let's go shit the beach with the with the rookies at, at Seattle City and all that stuff. Right, um, right. If you don't understand that, go back and check. Uh, search shit the beach flyers on Twitter and or, or I'm sorry, X. X. We got to get used to yeah. that. Um, from tw- t- 2012. Yeah. So I mean, it's been a it, it's been a little bit of a lull, but there's always something brewing. You feel obviously the the quote unquote big move was the release and waiver of Tony D'Angelo to which I think the consensus here, the official take for the orange Backcheck podcast is sayonara loser. Have a good one. Thanks Chuck Fletcher for one of the worst contracts. If it weren't for Trey Turner and the Philadelphia Phillies, he'd be a pretty bad contract. I don't think <laughs> I just wanted to get the eye roll bill. I just wanted to get that. I, eye I, roll. I, you definitely got the eye roll of that one. Listen, Castellanos went through the same thing last year. Turner's going through it this year. Just give him time. The infield's been better defensively. You can't blame that. But going back to hockey, speaking of defensively, you know, I don't think Tony D'Angelo was terrible in a sense here. I, I really don't. I, he had a he had a rough season because he wasn't quite the fit that they were hoping he would be. You know, um, as far as pushing the playoff ice, when you're offensively limited in the first place, it's a little tough. But look, I mean, Tony D'Angelo had a best year of his career under Rod Brendamore, and going back there on a one year contract worth one point seven million dollars. I mean, that's a value add for the Canes. And yeah, they didn't recoup much, you know, because they had to buy him out instead, instead of trading for his rights. But um, the reason behind that is because they didn't want to hang on to, uh, they want to use a, um, uh, 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 what's it called, uh, taking on more money. Reta- or, uh, retention. Salary retention. Yeah, yeah, retention slot 
uh, for later on near the deadline that the Flyers need it because you'll get your assets that way. So Danny's playing chess here, and I like the move that they did with that because you know, D'Angelo wasn't going to fit here anymore. And I think it's now you get more ice time to someone like Cam York, who probably deserves it. You know, you get an Eagle or Samola, it's going to get a good look. You're really going to get a good pairing there as far as being able to get stability, hopefully, this season with Sandheim and Ristolainen. So um, after the whole Tory Krug mess, you know, the Flyers, I think they're okay defensively. They're, 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 yeah, they lost Provorov. They didn't get Krug, the guy they, they really wanted out of that deal. But at the end of the day, it's this is a good move for them clears up some space you know he only had one year left on his deal it'll get a little bit of a cap hold back this year and i believe next year as well but it's not it's it's peanuts compared to you know having a player develop at this yeah, time and, and that's what and you you're need. not making any like despite your optimism on what you think this team could do this coming season in 23-24 like you're not the the cards are against like the the table stacked against you the cards stacked against you whatever the phrase is like it's the it, you're not expected to do anything so you have the leeway to get rid of this cash keep it on the books for a season w- without expending your expanding yourself too thin without having anything to room and and because in two to three years when uh, Fedotov or excuse me um we'll get to Fedotov later when. Uh, Mishkov is is over here eventually and and developing under the AHL wings and potentially just straight into the NHL. Um, that's when it's, uh, as we call it, go time. Like, that's what you are going to see. Yeah. So Tony D'Angelo was never going to be a part of it, those plays, it, whether it was uh, Briere or somebody else that wasn't named Chuck Fletcher. Like, that is the bottom line here. This was not – he was not part of the future. Whatever that relationship was with uh, – with, with, with torts clearly deteriorated over the over the the last couple of weeks or months of the season, similar to Kevin Hayes, and he's a worth like he's just for, a, for to be to sound blunt, he just became worthless for this organization, and that's fine. Correct. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're in a rebuild, absolutely, you have to look at everything as a whole, and that's why you you moved on with Kevin Hayes. A lot of people were complaining about the value that they got back for him, but. You know, you needed to get that contract off your books. You got to give ice time to guys when you're in a rebuild. It's a different story we're talking about here. Like, you know, you talk to me a year ago. I'd still say Kevin Hayes is still a guy you got to have down your middle. You need more center depth. But, you know, a guy I'll get to in a couple minutes, Cutter Gauthier, you know, he's he's going to play. He's going to play later this season, maybe next season. You know, after his college season's over, he intends to play for the Flyers. Yeah, let's, so let's dive. That's a really big yeah, deal. Yeah, let's go right into Cutter because Cutter was obviously the big absent name uh, during this late, latest development camp. And it kind of raised a stir um, because, like, why wouldn't you at least show up for that? I think he's, he's obviously committed to BC next season. Uh, like you just said, he plans on attending or signing his ELC. Um, as soon as that season is over, which will probably be uh, March, April-ish uh, is usually when the Frozen Four finishes up, um, which is towards the end of the season. And you'll get a couple, as you as Correct. everyone calls it, a cup of coffee, and then you see what you have uh, in the 24-25 right. season. Right. Um, I thought this was a nothing burger. Like, truly, like I, like, I get the semantics of it. I get the, the optics of, hey, your first-round pick from – two drafts ago now is not attending um but like I, it's development game it's like otas in football like it, like um remember a couple of years ago everyone was freaking out because fletcher cox wasn't showing up to to otas in, in um for the eagles like everyone made a big deal out of it and then it was an absolute 
nothing burger. Like nothing happened. There was nothing there. And I just see that exact same scenario here with 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 Cutter Gautier. I, I think everyone's just kind of it looks negative because it's the Flyers. If it's the Chicago Blackhawks or it's the the Boston Bruins and it's this scenario, I don't think we make uh a, a a a big deal out of this. I I don't think there's anything even written about it. Honestly, like I think it's just like, oh, where's Cutter? Oh, he d- decided not to show up this year. Oh, okay, cool. We'll see him in a couple of years or whatever. Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, the Flyers they weren't. Danny Breer expressed that he was not happy that Cutter Gauthier didn't come. But at the same time, like you know, uh, there's there's things that were talked about. I think it was uh, Anthony Sanfilippo talked about. That the way the CBA works out and the rule or the rule with the college and, you know, the NHL rules is that like the second year development camp, he's got to be free. He's got to pay for everything. The team can't pay for everything, whatever, you know, some stupid rule like that. But regardless, I mean, not even about the money. The guy did play a lot of hockey this year, went through his first year of college. OK, went not only that, he went through uh, the worlds. He went through and played a lot of extra hockey this season. And let's be honest, he's he's a 19 year old kid. You know, he's going to have plenty of time to be able to develop at the NHL level just because he missed one camp. He doesn't going to make it make it break his career. I mean, you know, I don't think uh, Matt Bay Mitchkov was at development camp. Has anybody given him shit for that? So, I mean, that that's same concept. Like, you know, yeah, he declined an invitation to go, but that's that's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. It, he at the, at the end of the day, we have to stop. Look, people have to stop looking at this as, oh, you know, old man yells at cloud. And I had to more look at it like, you know what? This is a kid here. This is going to be his last summer before he goes pro. You know what yeah. I mean? If he takes a little and bit of time And it's not like he's not weird, playing weird. hockey. Like you said, he's playing Worlds. He just scored two goals against uh, uh, the, the team that they, I, I don't remember. I can't remember who they t- played off the top of my head. Sweden. They played Sweden on uh, this past mm-hmm. Monday. Uh, to to go up and win ten to one of all Seven. the score, like it's just like I don't I don't get it. Like he, it's not like he's sitting on the couch like you and I are eating chips and playing co- Call of Duty uh, on a nightly basis. Like he's whoa 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 whoa. I'm not stuffing my face with chips. All right, all right. I'll get a bowl of like fruit or something. That's but, okay. Yeah, it's similar. Try That's to set out, enough. counterbalance it out. I get it. That's yeah, you're fine. trying to anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I just, it's not <laughs> well, like, right, he's, right. it's not like he's not playing hockey. He's playing hockey on a competitive letter, level. Honestly, I'd rather I'd go out on, and say on a more competitive level than he would have gotten in development camp. Like, it's, right. It, and, and, and the big thing is too, you have to at that age, be honest, you want to avoid kind of like a burnout. You don't want to get burned out too early. Like think about it. If you go and play hockey 365 days a year, no matter how much you love it, you're gonna get tired at some point. You really are gonna get tired mentally, you're gonna get tired physically. You know, that's he's got a whole college season coming up again. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. So I think it's important for people to know like he's he's still a kid. You give him a little bit of slack here. Yay, Mr. Camp. But it's not like he hasn't been playing, and those other competition is much better than what it is, especially if he's not going to even be playing until next year. Yeah. So it, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. Stop, stop bellyaching about it. It doesn't affect you. You don't want the kid to get burned out because he's going to be a massive part of this team's future. Him and Matt Vaymichkov are going to be massive pieces of this puzzle and hopefully get some long-term success out of this, but... You know, if a guy burns out too early, then, you know, you get a Nolan Patrick situation possibly. And you can't afford that again. You can't. No, you have, this he, guy needs to be a stud. He needs to be a stud. And so does Mitchkov. So, yeah, 
uh, get over it. Yeah. Get I mean, it. everyone's going to forget it as soon as he signs his ELC. Like, as soon as right. he signs that thing and plays in, in at the Wells Fargo Center on that first night on a meaningless game in April, like, that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, and everyone's going to uh, Hopefully, it. they're not meaningless. We'll talk, I mean, you can talk about that another time. Hopefully, yeah. they're not meaningless. Hopefully. I mean, you know. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. But hopefully, be an added value at that point. Another player we might be, might, very, it seems like a very, very long shot at this point. Uh, we've touched on him a little bit. Uh, with the Ivan Fedotov situation over in Russia, Siberia, military service, uh, the CSKA uh, signing that contract. But it's in dispute by the Philadelphia Flyers, rightfully so, because of uh, him signing that one-year ELC or whatever. The, the I don't even know if it was an ELC. I think it was just a one-year contract um, in May of 2022, just before he literally was arrested for not serving his military, which was interesting timing because it was right around the time that they invaded Ukraine. So everyone was like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, And now we're still asking ourselves what the hell's going on here because the IIHF is still gathering all documents, materials needed by both of these clubs in in Russia and Moscow uh, and obviously Philly. I I think you touched on it the last episode, 154. Like you kind of have to move on like at some point as a, as an organization but for the the principle of the matter too is what the flyers are concerned about because he they signed this kid that they expected to they planned on having as a backup to Carter Hart didn't happen last season and maybe they're trying to still hope that um it happens this season and by the way everything that i've read it seems like ivan fight ivan just doesn't give a shit he's like in the sense of Hey, I will play wherever I need to play. Just get this shit right. figured out. If I have to go to America, I will go. But you need to like let me know. I'm doing my physical training and all that stuff. So he's going. He's letting lawyers or whoever is involved handle it. And he's just waiting for the phone call going, hey, we got you a plane to Philly tomorrow. Get on it. By, by the way, did you see the pictures of him in Dubai on vacation? No. He's fucking ripped. Oh, he's huge. Yes, like, he's I knew he was. I didn't jacked. realize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, dude, he's, fi- I, I was like, holy shit, this guy's jacked, I mean, man. it kind of like, makes yeah, sense why they were him. like, hey, you got to serve your country right now. You're, you- uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. He got, but Jesus Christ, man. A guy could freaking lift up a mule, it seems. But, you know, and this is what I don't understand about the whole Fedotov thing. A lot of people are getting so hype about him, but, like, you know, uh, Alexei Kolosov is, is rated just as high, and he's younger. I mean, don't forget, Ivan Fedotov is 26 years old. He'll be 27 this season. That's old for a goalie in general coming over and, and having to come overseas. He's not, you know, uh, Jonas Gustafsson, as I said before in a prior episode, you know, when everybody got freaked out over the monster, and he came over here, and he wasn't good. Um, I, I just I don't understand that people are still so, being so high because he still have to come over here and learn at the AHL level because of the rink dimensions. It's a wider rink over there. It's bigger ice. You know, it changes your angles. It changes how quickly you have to move to the puck. Some guys adapt to it quickly. Some guys it takes a little longer. You know, a goalie's prime is right about now too. So you're telling me that you want to count on a guy who's coming over at 27 when he's supposed to be in the prime of his career and he hasn't played a minute on NHL size ice yet. I'm not throwing a goalie in net for that. If you're the for an NHL team, he'd have to blow, he'd have to blow me away. And, and, you know, it's like as much as look, they, they're going to be solid in goal this year. They're going to have Cal Peterson. Say, they're going to yeah. have Carter Hart. They have Sam Merson in the wings. 
And Urson, yeah, despite the record being a little inflated last year, he played very well and he plays very well in tight. When And if you have a weaker defense, you're going to need those chances in tight and he can move very well laterally down low. My whole point is, is that you already have a goalie who's adjusted to that game. You have a younger Russian in the wins, wings. You drafted two goalies this year so far in the um, in the draft in the second and I believe the third mm-hmm. rounds. So you 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 have plenty of goaltending depth. If it doesn't work out with Fedotov, oh well, it hasn't yeah. worked out with a lot of goalies in this city. It's just another thing that happens. But it also at the same time. This is what happens around the NHL. I mean, Dan, it's very rare. I mean, Briere put it you, perfectly. You can never have too many, too too much depth, and you can never never have too many goalies. I think they have. I haven't pulled 100%. up. I think they have, including the NHL guys, which is obviously Carter Hart and Cal Peterson, and you can throw in Erson and and Sandstrom. So that's technically four uh, NHL caliber players. I mean, five, six, seven, eight. You have nine goalies in the de- in the pipeline obviously some of these guys you're not going to see uh, including the ones you drafted this year but you have nine goalies in the pipeline or at the nhl level and carter hart and cal peterson and, and the others like that's a good problem to have where unfortunately if fedotov is stuck in russia with the cska which is ironic because i believe that's the same team as as mishkov but say la vie like okay see ya like it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah, exactly. Nothing you can do about it. And this is the thing, but this is why goalies aren't drafted high to begin with. Most of them aren't because, like, there are exceptions. Okay, Rick DiPietro was the first goalie ever taken first overall, and then it was Mark andre Fleury a few years later, and then Carey Price was taken high in 05. And andre Vasilevsky, I believe he was taken higher as well. You know, there are some goalies who are taken at a little higher, but they're pretty much sure things that you're expecting to, to be starters eventually in the NHL. Most goalies, when they're drafted in development, it's not like a forward. It's not like you have, you know, 18 spots that, you know, you can you have a play, you can move a player around in. There's two per team. And generally, you know, you're going to have a veteran guy on that second benefit of it. So you're going to bring up a goalie, and goalie's really going to have to, you know, earn their way. There's only one guy that can really come out of it. It, it. Honestly, there really is one guy. Yes, today's game, we need a tandem, but I'm talking about like more or less is that you rarely see two young guys together. And if you are, you're not a very good team to begin with for the most part because you always need a veteran to kind of backstop you a little bit further. But a younger goalie, you know, you need to have some sort of idea of what you're going into because nine times out of ten, if you have a goalie that's okay, we're, there's, you're not, you, we don't have enough room in our system for you, you move on to another team, and then goalies wind up playing for other teams anyway. I mean, look how many times goalies move around the league in the offseason and the AHL and all that stuff, all these older veterans and stuff that just were never to crack it, they're, they're, they always wind up playing with other teams. They don't stick around as much. Like a, a player like Carey Price is a rarity. A player like Tuka Rask is a rarity. A player like Lingu- L- Henrik Lundqvist, a rarities. Jonathan Quick, a rarity. They all pretty much played their entire careers with the same team, but even look like Marc-Andre Fleury. Even after he got selected by Vegas, he's been on three teams. Uh, he's been on three teams in the last two seasons. Yeah, he's been bouncing. So around. you know, now, and that's what I'm saying. That's what happens. Yeah. This episode of Orange and Backcheck, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet five dollars to score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN only. 
at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, in West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia lo- Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown's Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after, after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet fifty dollars. Ten plus leg parlay required for one hundred percent boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/slash/baseball terms. This episode is also brought to you by Raycon. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about the vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to my favorite podcast, favorite music on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, creating podcasts, all that fun stuff, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping on my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Let me tell you right now, Raycon are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between the three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycon has 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really, really, really long time. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Listeners can get THPN of off their Raycon order by Raycon.com slash THPN. That's by Raycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons by Raycon.com slash THPN. Now, here's the lingering. There, there's always that, that black crow that you're looking behind you and you're going, oh, what's this? Does this, if Fedotov can't come over, and he's stuck in Russia. We are anticipating, according to Andy Strickland, as many, right now, at, at minimum, five names are going to be suspended, five players involving the 2018 uh, hockey scandal, the sexual assault scandal with, with the junior. Yeah, Hockey Canada scandal, yeah. Carter Hart was on that team. Again, Mm-hmm. This is all speculative. I am not accusing Carter Hart of his issues. He cannot. He, he has not spoken on it. He's lawyered up. That's all we know at this point. If Carter Hart is suspended, because I imagine that if they if it is suspensions, it's going to be the entire season, being like full, if not more. Are you really going to lean on Cal Patter, Cal Peterson, uh, uh, Urson, and Urson? and Felix Anstrom? To lead the way yeah, if you, you don't have, have Fedotov. I mean, you obviously you don't you're have a choice, have choice, but you're kind of fighting for Fedotov for that re- exact reason because you want the depth. Like all of a sudden, the depth yeah. looks a little bit thinner despite it being one name, but it's a huge name. 
And and according yeah. to Andy Strickland, he says significant names will come out. Correct, significant, and he knows the names too. Yeah, he he's not going to say them, it. But he knows them. like I imagine. Yeah, I, like I don't blame, I don't blame we're gonna, him. But we're going to hear this by the start of the season. You would think. I mean, this has been going on for a year plus now. Twenty twenty two is when the investigation started, I believe. So, if not earlier. Um, well, let's let's take a look. Let's look at we we let we can speculate. We're allowed to speculate. You know. Let's take a look at the players that are uh, that are big names. Let's look at uh, let's see, uh, Kale McCarr, uh, Dante Fabro. Uh, let's see, Jordan Cairo, uh, Maxime Comtois. Uh, let's see, Taylor Radish, Victor Mete, and Carter Hart. Yikes. Brett Howden's another one too. Brett yeah. Howden. So, uh, Boris Kachuk. Boris Kachuk, Brett Howden, Cal Foote, Kale McCarr, Dante Frabo, Dylan Dubé, uh, Drake Batherson. There's another one. Uh, let's see. Jordan Cairo, Maxime Comtois, uh, Robert Thomas. Oh, boy. There's another one. Taylor Radish, Victor Mete, and Carter Hart. They were all that team there. It's insane. Ooh, baby. It's bad. There's a lot of players on that yeah. team. I mean, there's there there's significant names, but we'll we'll find out. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. That's for yeah, sure. It's not good. That is for sure. Um. All right. I wanted to close. We have two two other things. One hockey related. One completely unrelated. And just stuff of why we met up last night. Uh, in Cherry Hill of all places. Um. Mm-hmm. The Eagles debuted their. Kelly Green jerseys, the remake, the remodel. I'm wearing the hat, as you can see, if you're watching a clip, uh, as you're watching clips of of our of the episode this week. I'm wearing the Kelly Green Eagles hat. That got me thinking because you and I were talking like, hey, who do you want to get? There were some players that were on back order. Brandon Graham was one of them. Great name. You can't go wrong with a 55. Can't go wrong with Jason Kelsey. You can go wrong with a lot of other players. Steve, uh, Devon, Steve Smith, Devonte Smith kind of came to mind. He's in a con- he's almost in a contract year coming up. Uncertain if he's actually going to be signed. I anticipate he will, but you never know. That got me thinking. Like, and I am. This is the ever ever. As soon as they debuted the Kelly Green jersey, I said to myself, "I'm getting a jersey," because I hadn't purchased yeah. a player jersey. I've gotten the T-shirts, I've gotten the hats, but I haven't gotten a full on jersey for like 20 years. And that was the, like, whether I can't remember what year they debuted the black jersey, but I got a black Dawkins jersey. Obviously a safe player that you can't, can't go wrong with. Right. You never want to get the player that you jinx. And in 2016, 2017, a lot of people got the Carson Wentz number 11 jersey, including a couple of my friends. And immediately, and you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a Carson Wentz jersey. Yep, I do. Yep. Um. I am, was terrified to buy, and and the Eagles were smart too because there were no rookie jerseys. You couldn't get a Jalen Carter, you couldn't get um, Nolan Smith, anybody like that. Is there anyone on the Flyers right now that you absolutely would actually stay away from, especially because they also have a New Jersey coming? That that you're like, I don't want to risk jinxing this kid. I don't want to jinx jinx this guy. I think it's obvious the answer, but I'm curious. I'll, I'll turn to you first on, and especially because I think of a couple of factors in the 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 getting the jersey. One is obviously the player. 
Are they signed long-term? Are they here tenure? Are they they a risk of being traded? For the Flyers, you have no idea who's going to be traded and not because of the scenario that they're in. They're in a rebuild. So a lot of players are on the the table, whether they have no trade clauses or, or limited trade clauses, whatever the case. The other is quality of number. There's some bad numbers out there, especially in <laughs> hockey. I like them. Carter Hart's number is terrible. The reason I'm okay I, with it is because of the backstory. You you hear right. about the backstory and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to touch on that. I'm 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 gonna let that go. Like you have to let it slide. And, and I'm just like, I am always. I haven't purchased a Flyers jersey, ironically, since number nine Ivan Provorov. Look how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I maybe, maybe and let me ask you this first: uh, whose jersey, did, whose Eagles jersey did you buy? Oh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I got Jordan Mylotta. I have a black Mylotta jersey. Bill, I'm going to ask you to return that jersey, please, <laughs> and go get somebody else. Actually, don't get any jersey this year yes. because if you're bad luck, like you say you are, <laughs> we, we, the last thing we need to do is lose our left tackle. Um. Here, there's a couple because like there's some, there were some number changes this offseason. I was gonna like, say, Wade yeah, Allison's we did, going, yeah, yeah, from 57 to 17, Ronnie Adder's 47 to 23, Noah Cates 49 to 27, Tyson Forster 52 to 71, Cam York 45 to 8. Um, that's Igor a good Zimula, change. 50, that's I love yeah, that 54 change. to 5, yeah, and same with Igor Zamola 54 to 5. If I look at a player on this team, the the I think did it didn't did uh did Risto change his jersey last season too? If I'm not mistaken, I think Risto might have changed his jersey number. He did, um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I think he might have changed it. So I, it's hard. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm more of a person who's more going to buy like a legendary thing. Like, yes, I have a Jordan Mylotta jersey, but you know, you can't go wrong with you and I talked about this. You can't go wrong with Lyman. I, I want a I want a Jason Kelsey Kelly Green jersey because the the Kelly Green to me just symbolizes Philadelphia and that I grew up with that Kelly Green jersey. Yes, the Eagles have been that it's Midnight Green for the past thirty years, but Kelly Green is it's in the blood of Philadelphia. There's a special connection with it. Jason Kelsey has a special connection with the city. I would wear nothing more than I have a Randall jersey, a Kelly Green jersey, and I want a Jason Kelsey Kelly Green jersey. That would full circle me. But the Flyers. I'd probably say I, I I tend I probably would not buy Cutter Gauthier's jersey. I would want that because first of all, the like name Gauthier is just a flat out awesome hockey name. Yeah, I remember Dennis Gauthier from when he was a flyer here and wore number twenty three, and I was just a badass in jersey, but nobody really knew who he was because he didn't play here long. But I would I I would be hesitant to buy the Cutter Gauthier jersey because I would not want to jinx him. And the thing is, is that I nowadays. The way that the players move around and stuff, it's hard to buy a current play. It's hard for me to buy a current player's jersey. I'd rather go with a legendary jersey. I'd rather get the jersey that I like. Like, for instance, I'm a big fan of the Flyers black jersey, not because I just pretty much all my clothes are black because I like the color black. And it makes me look 10 pounds lighter. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, I, I just like the color black. I, I, I really do. And I think that looks sleek. I would get a blank. I mean, I have a, a, a black Flyers jersey that's blank, but I'd be willing to put a legendary player on it. Like, you know, an Eric Lindros, a Ron Hextall. Believe it or not, I would do Ron Hextall. Maybe a Bernie Perron, even though I'm not a huge fan of the number one. You know, I would consider that over any current player or any future player because this is the thing. 
there may not be many people that have a Noah Cage jersey, you know, or, or a Cam York jersey, but there's probably one or two. Now, guess what? They're just outdated. And I had the same problem with Brandon Graham because when he was a rookie, he wore my football number 54, and I was a big fan of Brandon Graham. And then he changed to 55 the year after. So I'm like, oh, shit, I got one year out of this jersey, and it's already outdated. Right, like, right. what the freak? Yeah. Like, are, are the Eagles, the team should, if, they, if a player changes their number and you bought the jersey from them, they should change the number for you for free or give you a new jersey. That's that's screwed up. Especially after one I think year. They, like, if, if it, right, it's a I, little bit murkier if the player has been here for five years and all of a sudden they've decided to change their number. But, like, after one year or if they're young guy like Noah Cates is, he's obviously been here for just a couple of years now, nothing too crazy, but he's young. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like, a free exchange, free uh, something to, to upgrade that yeah. number. I think this but, is an but, obvious but, one. I am not touching a Sean Couturier jersey with a 10-foot pole. Because he is coming <laughs> off of a back surgery. He is probably well, he's probably the biggest question mark for the 2023-2024 season because of the, mm-hmm. that these injuries and these surgeries that he's been recovering from. The obviously controversy of do you get him out there when we had, what was it, in like early February, late February, where they're like, oh, yeah, he's on his way back. He's going to be back. And then they just randomly like said, no, nope, never mind. But Sean, the way Sean was talking, the way Couturier was talking, it sounded like he was going to be out there at any, any moment. Yeah. I don't want to touch anything, Sean Couturier. Let him figure it out. He's going to be rusty. Let him figure it out. And hope to God that that back is holding up. Because if it's not, this team is in serious trouble. 100% they are. 100%. 100%. A lot of it, a lot of their offense is going to have to come back from Sean Kateria and Cam Atkinson. They're going to have to produce this year. But I, I would say this, as far as jerseys, just in general, I am i won't buy a Jalen Hurts jersey. Ever. I won't. Two reasons. One, I don't like the number one. I just on a just not the number itself, but on a jersey, it just doesn't look right to me. It just does not. Single numbers. Look and, right just to me. single numbers alone. Single numbers weird. kill me. Yeah. I like more like the goalie series numbers like you know what i mean like honestly like anywhere from 30 to 39 40 49 50s like you know those those are cool like you know what i mean like um you know i i'm more of a fan of more double digits like 20s 30s 40s 50s like that's me like i yeah i like the look of a jersey on but that. tyson forrester like, going to 71 is i'm like that's not a good number that's that's a bad number vibe to me like i'm not i'm why it's just it just looks weird like i said 72 on carter looks weird but again, he doesn't wear 72. He wears 79. Zabrowski wears 72. 79. Like 79 for a goalie doesn't fit. It's it's honestly like Hassan Reddick on the Eagles. He's number seven. Like what? Yeah. Like that. Oh, they, like that. That's my biggest pet yeah. peeve. Seeing single digits on the line. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's God. so like weird. Just, no, um, no. Like number zero for running back. Yeah. No, um, no. So no. 79 is not a good number. doesn't give off a good vibe, but you read the backstory. Like if it's anybody, if it was just some random schmuck saying, I'm going to wear 79 today. Like, dude, are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? Picking 79. Yeah. 71 gives off bad vibes. Uh, who else? Uh, what are uh, like 23? Fine. 17. Eh. That's fine for Wade Allison. Mm-hmm. But Cam York being eight, that that fits for me. I'm cool with that. It fits because it's last name short, yeah. too. You can't have you can't have a long last name and a single yeah, digit. That, that, it just does not so look true. right. It it looks it looks weird. It looks really that weird. That is a perfect segue into our final segment. And if you are not interested in a movie discussion, 
This is the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening as always. Um, figure it out. Talk to you later. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Wow, if you're sticking around and if you've seen it. Oppenheimer, stick around. We're going to talk about it for a few minutes here. Speaking of long last names. We're not going to give spoilers. We're going to keep listening. Yeah, we're not going to give, give spoilers. No spoiler review. You and I mm-hmm. saw it last night. We saw it in 70 millimeter, which is mm-hmm. how you are supposed to see this. You're really supposed to see it in IMAX 70 millimeter, but this is mil. the second best way to see it of all the ways. Very nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We left that theater jaw dropped, like just in awe. Yeah. I thought walking out of that theater, Interstellar was still, or The Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight was still my one, two, and then Oppenheimer was three. I've slept on it. This might be my one. It goes it, one, Oppenheimer, Dark Knight, Interstellar. It's so th- good. This, this, it's this is this is this movie was a masterpiece, and the reason for those who and it depends because you have to you have to take if, for those who may not be in the, like the film critiquing and stuff like that. When you when you watch a film, you're watching for a few things. You're watching for attention to detail. Now, Nolan, you know Christopher Nolan. If you've seen his movies, he can keep you kind of lost for like an hour, two hours, or fifty nine minutes. In the last minute, he ties the whole movie together. That's why I love him. Nolan's probably my favorite director. But what I what, what people need to understand about why this movie is so big is that you need to go see it in theaters because it's a spectacle. Yep. It, it it just the visuals on this movie are the best I've ever seen. The pacing in a movie is the best I've ever seen. You walked out of that theater last night, turned to me and said, that didn't feel like three hours. It did not. It felt like an hour. It felt like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. It did not feel like that long at all. I think my only like big critique of the movie, and this is a Nolan thing. It's how he uses time. It's like the different timelines of the movies and, or of, of the story. And then they call kind of converge and it's like, Oh, here's a big reveal. In this, it was it was a little bit different. They kind of just like all of a sudden mesh together rather than overlap to to each other. And because if you if you're a scientist, you know who these names are: Heisenberg, right? Uh, obviously, Oppenheimer, Einstein, Teller. Like you know these people. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the connection of like the the socialism part of it, the political thriller part of it you kind of get lost in the weeds because it gets obviously in depth Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, wasn't that person with Oppenheimer? And then at the end they're testifying against him, And you're like, wait a minute. Who wasn't he? And that was my only critique of it. It's a classic uh, uh, Nolan movie. Like you said, where I'm going to have to see it again to, to understand it all. Or I'm just going to have to read American Prometheus, which I don't know if I have the time for. I don't read books. No, no, I, I'll tell you, it, it, I don't, I, it's tough. I know I got to read them for work sometimes and it's tough. You get through it, but look, I highly recommend anybody to go see this movie in theaters. Now, again, there's three ways to watch this thing. Okay. One of them, obviously IMAX 70 millimeter. The only one around here is King of Prussia where you can see that that's the way Nolan shot it and intended it to be seen. It's a better aspect ratio. The depth is outstanding. The colors, the resolution, everything is outstanding. It's the best you can get. Second best is 70 mil, 70 millimeter standard films, 35. This is doubled, higher intensity, higher quality. You could like see the pores and stuff on, 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 on Cillian Murphy's face and some scenes and stuff like that. 
Um, that actually uh, what's, uh, Flor- Florence Pugh. Oh, nice, man. Yes. That was that was a nice couple looks there. I'll say um, that. That actually was another at the very end. This isn't a, obviously a spoiler. You know, Oppenheimer. You, we all know what Oppenheimer did. He developed a bomb and it worked and, and it was dropped. We told you no spoilers. <laughs> they, they don't know a bomb's supposed to explode in the movie. The the scene when we see an older Oppenheimer and an older uh, Kitty Oppenheimer, uh, Emily Blunt's character, Emily Blunt looked like shit. Like that makeup was mm-hmm. terrible. And I only yeah. think we noticed that because it was in 70 millimeter. Like I don't yeah. think we would have noticed that if you saw it in a normal – theater yeah. setting like, like everyone just like oh okay made, a, a good look like yeah. shit like a good like they they did the makeup like well but like i know what you're saying like she looked weathered yeah like he looked weathered and you could like at one point you could see all the red his bloodshot eyes at one point and all that stuff and it, uh, that the 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 little attention to detail that nolan does in his movies is amazing and i'll say this this isn't a spoiler or nothing like that there are two parts in the movie that just really stuck out to me the Trinity scene, yep. the way they did that was just outstanding because it's it was so like real realistic in a sense where it's um let me put it this way that's why they call this movie a thriller that whole scene right there I mean it was outstanding and then the last scene of the movie obviously yep. it's because it ties the whole thing together and you're like. Holy fucking shit. There's just no other way to explain. You have to go see it in the theaters. If you can go see an IMAX 70 mil, go see it in 70 mil. The only one playing in this region is the Cherry Hill AMC. Absolutely insane. You can't see it. In kind the, of a dick. Yeah, move, if you kind of a dick it, move by uh, Nolan to shoot it in one of the most ex, ex, uh, um, exclusive ways to shoot a movie. And it's only visible in like 16 theaters nationwide, 30, 30, 30 international 30 wide. nationwide. Yeah. And well, 30, 30 nationwide, yeah, yeah. I believe. And I think, but they, the, the idea behind it is that that's how it's, it's a spectacle. Yeah. He views theater as a spectacle. When you go, when you go to see the movie, that's the reason why it's made $450 million so far. The, I, the, the whole point is that you have to go see theaters. Now, if you can avoid seeing it in 35 millimeter, which is a standard movie theater, don't go see it that way. Go to a regular IMAX because mm. there's 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 a regular IMAX, which is digital picture. If you're concerned about that, because in 70 mil, you get that film flicker. You get that little yellowish the tint when in the black and white scene. Cigarette. It was burns. legit. Yep. Yep. You, you see the little marks and stuff like it was a legit film. I'm actually not going to get that. You're going to get crisp. You're going to get hit. You're going to get a great picture. You're going to get great sound. But go see this thing in theaters if you really want to yeah. see it. Don't wait for it to come out because it's not going to have the Bill and I had the best seats in the house. I we were about we did, six yeah. rows away from the front, and there was nobody in front of us. And you're just immersed in this freaking thing. The people who are behind us, I'm like, you guys are terrible. You got dumb seats. They, you, you, you look at this thing. We're right in the middle, and this thing is just popping. The visuals in this movie are outstanding. They're not meant for just your TV at home. They're meant for the big screen. Go see it. Absolutely beautiful film. I cannot wait to if they hopefully they re-release it in KOP because I want to go see it in IMAX 70 mil. I will sit through that again because it was that I good. Yeah. And they 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 did it right. He did it yeah. right. I can't I'd like it, it it's he's one of the better best directors of our time. And this is just another one of his masterpieces that we've gotten to experience. And yeah, I like there's nothing much more to say. It was so good. Um mm-hmm. Yep. I think it was like a 92, 93 out of 100 for me. Like it was just, it was that, that good. Uh, um, so yeah. Um, 
there was one scene, I will say this. I'm not going to give away a spoiler, but I'll talk to you afterwards. Okay. But I want to put on people's radar. There's one scene, a split second scene that I caught last night. And I was like, well, that was weird because that's not what happened in real life. And then I, I, I looked it up today and apparently a lot of people are talking about okay. this. So I was like, oh, OK, I'm not the only one who caught yeah. that because I said that was really friggin weird. Yeah. So, but I, 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 I applaud Nolan. I really applaud Nolan. I applaud Universal Pictures. I applaud the cinematoma, uh, cin- uh, cinematographer. I forget how to pronounce his name. Um, and, and of course, the soundtracks that are on uh, the soundtrack was outstanding. The movie score uh, by Ludwig van Gorenson. I, I listened while I was working today. I just popped oh, nice. in my AirPods and listened to the yeah. whole soundtrack today. It's just it, beautiful, beautiful. I can't say enough words yeah. about it. Beautiful. Um, it's beautiful food. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it. Episode 155. We are a hockey podcast. Don't forget, we talked about a movie because it's the offseason. But thank you, as always, for listening. Hockenheimer. Hockenheimer. That's right. Not Barbenheimer. <laughs> it's Hockenheimer. Hockenheimer. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, Raycon, and DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you subscribe to each of them. Hashtag TH, or promo code THPN when signing up. Thank you, as always. We'll catch you next time. I can't believe you spoiled the movie and told him a bomb explodes. What a jerk. <laughs> uh, let me read these ads real quick. I'll just slice them out.